as, as disciples of, of the way. We listen for guidance. Not merely listening outwardly, but also listening inwardly. Well, one of the ways we can best receive teachings, best receive instructions, is to train in our capacity for listening listening free from, with a mind free from clutter, silent listening. And we can train ourselves in this, we can observe how when we listen, maybe we attempted to strike up an inner conversation or commentary in response to what we hear. There's nothing wrong with that. It just distorts what we could otherwise be hearing. So we can come to see the great benefit of training now attention to be alert to function to as a filter as to filter out that which is not necessary we don't need to be commenting on everything that we observe everything we hear or everything we see In fact, if our commenting is continual, then we should consider it as compulsive. It's not really constructive and certainly not creative. In any embodied way. But these are things that we can recognize for ourselves that it is quite within our ability to filter out that which is extra so as our capacity for receiving, for hearing is purified is deepened not just talking about listening outwardly, but more importantly, listening inwardly. Listening for guidance, for direction, for warning, 
for encouragement. If we know how to listen, freely listen, silently, then all of this is available. we haven't come across this potential this resource within then it's likely that we'll be depending on externals Certainly the externals serve in the beginning to inspire and encourage us to seek the way. But let's be careful that we're not depending on something that is not necessary, something that could be an initial quickener. could also become a dependency. We don't always have a lot of wise companions around us to check these things out with. So it's important that we're very careful. Careful where we're getting our energy from. Are we being nourished by something external that we need to keep keep coming? Otherwise we feel like it'll run out. That's not what Buddhist teachings are aimed at doing. The, the teachings from the scriptures and teachers aim to serve our inspiration and our faith. But once these things have been quickened, then we move on to our own inquiry, our own interest. feeling our way into how we can bring all of us, all of our being, into harmony with our deepest aspirations. How can we get to feel like there is nothing left out of our practice.
There's nothing that we cannot sit with. There is nothing that we cannot bring into the sanctuary and hold as we sit in front of the Buddha. How can we get to feel that all of us, all of our body, our speech, our mind, our history, our fantasies, our longings, our fears, how can we get to feel like all of this is included and is in harmony with our heart's deepest aspirations. And as a question that doesn't need an answer, because such questions function to direct our interest the energy of our interest what draws us most that energy, that enthusiasm needs directing, it can be seduced and sidetracked and distracted by that which appears to offer some gratification for our longings. We, we don't want mere gratification for our longings. Satisfaction or the freedom from the pain of being identified as longing such satisfaction is of a different order altogether the way is the is the buddha taught it offers that satisfaction but calls for all of our being to be involved so when we sit and we feel for that feeling 
that all of us is here sitting, all of us. There is nothing outside. We are all here. There's nothing to be afraid of. There's nothing that we have to add extra to this moment. We're already all here. If we can feel this feeling, certain sort of confidence gathers. Conversely, if we are not sitting with such a feeling, but rather we feel like there's all sorts of real things somewhere outside, bits of me that I can't bring into the sanctuary, bits of me that I don't want to think about. Then there's always the fear that these bits of us are going to somehow catch up with me, take over. But if the quality of attention that we are cultivating is receptive and non-judgmental, allowing, then we see that even the idea there's bits of me that I don't want to know about, I don't want anybody else to know about, even that idea we can include, even that idea is included, in this moment. All of us is already here. There's only ideas that we have of there, that life, that place, that time. And all of those ideas are here. That person, that event, it's all here. All those ideas are here as ideas. So all of us is already included in our practice. With this appreciation, we don't have to be afraid of what might happen. What if? That too is already here. And everything, every feeling, every thought, every sensation associated with that is already here. There's no judgment in any of it. If there is a judgment, then that judgment is here. And we can know that. There's no judgment in that. Well, it doesn't have to be. It's extra. We can simply see it as extra. 
we know it as extra. There's a much larger reality from which we can experience, from which we can relate. Level by level we can enter trust in that, free from fear of what if. And trust in that larger reality that knows that everything is just so. All of us is included. Mm-hmm. With that knowledge, that dawning, embodied feeling that all of us is included, there isn't anything else. And anxiety diminishes. <coughs> all the strategies that we have previously used to prop ourselves up and become redundant and just fall away. They're not necessary anymore. We don't have to be afraid. We can feel what we feel. It's all here. Mm.